We are back on episode 14 of Wheel of Sness. Uh, this week, we drew True Lies. Uh, you know, have you ever seen the movie, Josh? I have. Uh, it is definitely an iconic, what people may, some people say is Arnold's uh, last... Uh, good tr- movie. Last true, yeah. good action movie, which I don't completely agree. But the movie itself is pretty badass. The movie itself is really good, and I'm with you. I don't think True Lies was his last good action role. And I forgot in the movie as well that Eliza Dushku, if I'm pronouncing her last name, uh, she's the other Slayer from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yep. And, uh, yeah, her and Buffy, yes, please. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. always easy on the eyes. Uh, so with that being said, if you've, if you've uh, not watched the movie, it's basically a spy movie. Uh, we'll get into, I guess, a little bit of the movie plot after I read you what the back of the box says. It better be pretty, pretty spot on for the movie, personally. Here it goes, Josh. It's not like he's saving the world or anything. Oh, yes, it is. A special agent, Harry Taskers, it's up to you to prevent a nuclear holocaust and stop the Crimson Jihad. Jihad? Jihad? I think it's Jihad. Jihad. Experience all the explosive intensity of true lies, including never-before-seen secret missions, all the actions of the movie mega-hit, and none of the romance. Released in this movie, this game, that is what was on the, the box. It was short and sweet. It was released in 94, uh, obviously after the movie, developed by Beam Software and, and published by the infamous LJN. So... Okay. Uh, Basically, a rundown of what the movie is to give you uh, kind of an aspect of it is uh, you got Arnold Schwarzenegger. Of course, he's the badass. Uh, he is a spy, but his family does not know that. His wife, I think, thinks he's like a used car salesman or something that's yeah. not important. And it's, it's his cover story. Yes. And so then somehow, and his wife is in the movie is Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, and... Obviously, she gets wrapped up in the uh, plot of this, uh, doing some secret agent stuff as well. But uh, Arnold is pretty much protecting his family, protecting the country, and kind of like his handler, I guess you would say. His other secret agent uh, is the infamous Tom Arnold, which I think is awesome in the movie as well. I like Tom Arnold, though. And uh, so basically, uh, you know, you give... Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's a spy, he's a badass, his family's involved, he's saving the whole world, nuclear holocaust. You know, what's not to kill about a thousand people in this movie, right? It's the, it's the 90s shtick of action. And and the coolest thing uh, at the end of the movie, Arnold's actually in a Harrier jet, which I, I did see that they had put how much money they paid. They actually had to pay the U.S. military for it. And it was something crazy. Don't quote me. I mean, it was like two or three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, is what they ended up spending to have like three of these Harrier jets, which was pretty new technology at the time. It at was least for us civilians, and it did look cool. Uh, James Cameron, the Avatar guy, Titanic. Yeah, he was the one that directed it. So I mean, they dumped a lot of money in this yeah. movie, and it and it did show. It, it. I feel like even without just saying it's an odd movie, uh, that it's probably up there in action movies for me in general at that time. I agree. Like for a like I said for a mid nineties action movie, like there's only a few of them that come to mind that are as good that are on same station as True Lies. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, the last action hero came out what ninety two? 
91? Yeah, something like that. Believe it or not, I've never seen that one. Really? That's a good one, too. That's a really solid one. Uh, but, like, The Last Boy Scout, you know, with Bruce Willis, Die Hard, all the Bruce Willis movies. When I'm, when I'm thinking in this time frame, and I don't know what year they came out, but you're like, I mean, action movies were pretty much in their heyday. I mean, I feel like this is the time frame where you had, like, The Rock... Uh, and you had like some of these iconic ones and this one fit right along yeah, with it. Yeah, it was right in there with it and it was great. So basically like how the box says on this, it's, uh, I like that they say never before seen secret missions. So basically it's missions that's not in the game, right? Yeah. So, uh, all in the movie or in the movie. Uh, and then it says all the actions and none of the romance, which pretty much means, I guess you're not paying Jamie Lee Curtis for her. Jamie Lee Curtis ain't going to be in the movie, obviously. So basically what it, just reading the box, you kind of get what uh, it's explaining to you. You're going to get a, a, a run and gun game, you know? Yeah, that's pretty much self-explanatory. Now, uh, a good shooter up. So like I say, this game was released in 94. Uh, you know, once again, based off a movie. So, you know, Everybody always kind of, always kind of cringe at that point because you know there's very few games actually made for movies that I thought was decent. Like some of the NES stuff, like I like the RoboCop and Batman yeah. stuff. But you know, I mean, a far high higher percentage of games based Fail- off movies suck. Yeah, failures. Like uh, we just played the Untouchables. How bad did that? That suck? was horrible. And and so uh, you know you, you kind of roll your eyes when you see a game based off a movie. But- but to put this in perspective, you said this game was made in what, 94? Mm-hmm. True Lies was released in 94. Right, so right. it came out in the same year, and they've done a decent job at it. So, you know, the the view on this is, uh, you know, top view. Uh, there's a couple of games that it reminded me of. It kind of has the view of like a Secret of Mana or a Secret of Evermore. Yeah. Uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbors. That's the type of view. It's not like completely looking down, but like at a three-quarter angle. Uh, and and I, I'm not sure because I do know that this was released on Genesis, Game Gear, Game Boy, and Super Nintendo. I think obviously the Game Gear and Game Boy has a little bit different uh, playthrough. I, I don't think that it, they could hold the capabilities of this game. I think the Genesis and Super Nintendo was pretty much identical in but, the game. But so I don't see how a Game Boy could have held the same, because you had multiple buttons that you had to use. So, and, and the game's pretty straightforward. I mean, it's an action film, so even though this one's, we say it's got a pretty good story to it, I mean, you can imagine, uh, you're going to run through a bunch of stages killing a bunch of bad guys. Yep. Uh, so, what I've got here, you got to navigate through the mission, completing the objectives, shooting, rolling to dodge, and not killing civilians. If you do kill three civilians in one stage, you lose, you get restarted at the stage. Yep. Which sucks. If you do die in the game, like you just get shot and killed, you kind of respawn where it's at. And then, uh, the whole time you're playing, your handler with a pixelated Tom Arnold, I guess, Gibbs. Uh, yep. He's telling you stuff like when you die, he'll be like, "Oh, you only got one more life." But he does actually come out with some some decent tips and like if you shoot one more civilian, we're gonna have to pull your badge. Which you know, I kind of touches on some of the stuff that I did like on this game. You know, he cuts some jokes that seem right par with the way the movie was because I mean, Tom Arnold is definitely your uh, comedic relief there. I mean, Arnold is pretty funny at times in here, but uh, uh, you know, it's action movie comedy. Yep. Uh, there's nine stages and, uh, there's passwords available on here. And, uh, even though the game is 
kind of loosely off the movie. Uh, as you go through the stages, it kind of comes down to, you know, you're facing the red jihad or whatever, crimson jihad. Uh, but you know, it's not a 100%. Like, I feel like you, you could actually pick this game up and, and play it because it looks like it's action packed. You don't necessarily need to watch the movie to figure out what's going on. I do think that if you have watched the movie, it does make it better, but this is a game. I think it kind of stands out by itself that like untouchables, I think you're not renting the game unless you enjoyed the show or the movie. This one, I think, could go either way. Because, I mean, you got Arnold Schwarzenegger is on the copy. It is basically the cover, the cover of the movie. Yeah. And, I mean, when you think Arnold Schwarzenegger, you don't think no romance movie. You're thinking action. And and that's exactly or what you Or a do. dumb comedy. Well, it could be that, too. So, but, that's pretty much as, as good a rundown as I can give. Now, while you're going through these stages, you know, you can pick up weapons. I think you get a pistol. Uh, there's... Get, of course, you know, they're going to give you ways that you can level up. There's no way to level up like your health, but your guns, you know, you got shotguns, uh, automatic a, rifle. A submachine gun. Yeah. Top, looks like an Uzi. You could pick up landmines, uh, grenades. grenades. And, and so, uh, even though you do have limits as far as ammunition, you don't have, uh, you know, the, you have your backup gun, your pistol per which, se. Which is Unlimited ammo, which yes. is which is ha- which is a have to on shooters at this time frame. Yes, so uh, I think that pretty well wraps up the whole synopsis. Uh, is there anything you want to add, Josh? For you know anything to, on the game or movie for this? No, the only thing I would say is you know look, we're playing this in 2023, so you gotta clarify a lot for the people who didn't watch the game or, or the watch movie. the watch the movie or anything like that. If they are a younger generation, they may not even know who Arnold is. I think people. I think. I think that's a fair assessment. I bet a lot of people don't know who the hell Tom Arnold is. Oh, absolutely not. Uh, I bet you uh, people know who Liza Dushku is, probably from some of the other movies that she's done. Uh, but even like the last movie I think I watched that she was in, that was like a mainstream one, was the new guy. Yeah, and I think that was probably. I mean, she's probably did a lot more stuff. I've not followed her, but I would say the people, the kids nowadays that are uh, gaming out, if you're not 40 years old or uh, older or younger, you would probably wouldn't recognize that she was on uh, uh, Buffy and some of these movies. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, I think probably everybody would say, oh, that's the Halloween chick that looks like a man. Yeah. Uh, just going to throw it out here. Hot take. She was all right in this movie. I mean, she's dancing around a little scantily yeah. clad as a adolescent young man. It was all right. Yeah. It, you know, say what you want about that man now, but uh, she was all right. She was rocking in that movie. And I think probably a lot of people would say that Arnold Schwarzenegger is the governor. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, I don't think a lot of people know that Arnold used to do bodybuilding movies like they just see him as the governor the, the governor of california i think if you i mean and and probably rightfully so when you say arnold schwarzenegger i think the first two things that's going to come out in any order is going to be the governor and terminator and then exactly and, but you know i mean also his wife is it christy bring he's got some model wife but you know i think true lies kind of isn't at the top of like some of the movies, you know, you got the predators and stuff and I'm not saying these movies are bad, but man, true lies is actually a really good movie. Yeah. And going back to the whole thing of like, for me, his last big action role that I thoroughly enjoyed, 
Hang on, I just had it pulled up. Give me one second. I kind of enjoyed some of the Terminator remakes. Like, well, he's I, 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 those were pretty good. I'm not the biggest Terminator fan, but damn it, I like. I mean, I've watched them all, and yeah. I feel like he does exactly what he's asking. He does. Me. He does a really good job at that. But let's see here. The last actual one that I truly liked from him was da, 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 Collateral Damage. Collateral Damage, which was a 2002. Okay, okay. So. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and but like I said, all the Terminator ones are really good, and his stupid moments in the Expendables movies, you know, because it, it's a dumb action comedy where they're making fun of each other and their roles that they're famous for. I love all the guys in the Expendables movies. I do too. I've never watched an Expendables movie. Really? I've watched the unlike Expendables. Who's got more movies, Expendables or Fast and Furious? Fast and Furious now has Fast X. Uh, Number 10's coming out. I like how you form the X. Nobody, you, you can't see this, but he formed an X <laughs> with his uh, forearm against dude, forearm, dude. like exhibit style. Dude. Another person, nobody that's 40 year old or younger <laughs> knows. And you know what Fast X means? Tell me. These I know mother- I don't. I These don't. motherfuckers are going to the moon. <laughs> it's like Dogecoin. They're going to the moon. They're going uh, to the moon, uh, man. All right. So, but yeah, back, back. Before we stop, we got to stop fangirling over Arnold <laughs> and everybody else in this movie because this is a video game review, Josh. It is. And so we're just going to get down to the brass tacks. Awesome movie, but there is plenty of awesome movies with sucky games. But we're going to hold the suck in. And go to what makes the game. I'm all for it. Okay, so the first thing, I mean, there's a couple of things that I've got as separate, uh, you know, cliff notes here, but they all kind of go together. Uh, uh, you know, the startup wasn't nothing to write home about. You're not getting, like, if you actually let the menus come up and all that, you're going to get uh, gameplay. It's like the computer yeah. play. You're not getting a you're not getting a story really with this. No, it, you know when you jump into the game, you've got Tom Arnold's character Gibbs kind of telling you, kind of guiding you a little bit, and that's really a. I think they said more with less with that because I think that was fine enough. No. I didn't need to watch or, or go through a ten minute still about what happened in this movie. See, I like the still with a text overlay. It was done and over with in like two minutes. Well, and you're right, and because when you started the game. It pops up and it's like, Arnold's infiltrated. And it's got a still from the movie. And so in between each stage, you get a still. Mm-hmm. And that is from the actual movie. As pixelated or not as it is. Uh, so uh, another person, just going back to fanboy. Uh, what is it? The chick from Wayne's World. Tia Carrera. Yeah. Out. I think there's a porn star that's a Carrera, and then there's an actress. Yeah. Both of them are hot. But uh, Carrera is one of the bad girls in this movie as well. So I forgot it, about her. Yes, and she can ballroom blitz all over the damn place. Yeah, for all I get forgot about her. So uh, so the movie still is kind of cool. It's a nice tip of the hat. You know, it ties the movie in. And then uh, I think Gibbs is cool. I love Gibbs in the movie. <laughs> uh, Tom Arnold... Uh, underrated dude and during this movie is when he was going through his divorce with Roseanne Barr and they don't know who that is well no well they probably do because she, she does and, have a new stand up well I think she's basically racist now uh, cancel culture got a hold of her maybe she is really racist I don't know she was pretty funny back in the day God awful ugly, but uh, yeah. so am I. So pot and kettle, you know. <laughs> so so basically, like your handler is Gibbs, and he's giving you tips as you're going through the game, and I think that's pretty awesome. He's telling you how many lives you got. Now it's not just popping up every five seconds, like some of the uh, 
uh, I guess you would say the assist where it says, go this way, this way. No, they don't tell you that, but he'll be like, when you die, hey, you've got this many lives. Hey, don't shoot another civilian. Hey, like, you need an access card to get past this point. Y- yes, this door is locked. Find a key. Yeah. And so he comes in at pertinent points, and I think he does a fine enough job. And even though you kind of squint your eyes to make it look like Tom Arnold, it, it does have a likeness to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that part was cool, and that kind of goes into the next thing of the game just feels continuous with the movie. I mean, it feels like true lies. I, I can't say that any of the stages other than, you know, some of the later ones, I just felt like, oh, shit, this is, I'm playing true lies. Yeah. No, I felt like I was playing an action game with a, an Arnold Schwarzenegger, and uh, and I did think his sprite was okay. I mean, it was goofy. It was goofy. But you know what? This, it, it, it all was, these action movies are goofy. It, it was super swole Arnold is yes. what it was. But you know what? It was all right with that top <laughs> down. I was okay with it. I, I enjoyed the, it. I like the sprite. I, I think I think the whole layout of the game was was great. Like Going back to the beginning of it, the menu, I love the action style menu is you had the little grenade that you chose, you know, new game, password, options, and it exploded whenever you done it. That was, I give a tip of the hat for that. And with Arnold, they said for as big and as bulky as dude is, dude could roll. Like, <laughs> yeah. like he could seriously roll. <laughs> and maybe one of the things too, and this is something that I, I didn't know that, you know, I guess probably most of America or people who are not actors or in the profession uh, don't know that kind of one of the things that I, I read about with the movie was when the movie came out that it was set, it was in Arnold's contract for it to say true lies and then to have a movie title and then his name. And that was pretty much about it. So at one point, I think Jamie Lee Curtis or Cameron, somebody called Arnold and said, Hey, can we put Jamie Lee Curtis's name on there? And Arnold, of course, was like, Yeah, that's cool. So like he pretty much dictated like i mean not necessarily the picture but they could only make the movie poster or the cover of the box a certain way because of arnold's contract yeah so that was kind of weird even though it kind of makes sense but you know obviously Uh, he's the star you're spending the money he's like this is you know you're directing it but i'm the money maker so i feel like maybe in this game that might be why he looks a little more swole than I mean, and that could be it. You know, you're well, you're not going to make him look like a wimp. I think yeah. is what. Well, it's gonna see, be. here's what I'm thinking too is like I never met Arnold in person, but all the interviews I've ever seen him in and everything, he's like the nicest guy ever. So I'm more curious is was it actually him that made that contract or was it his manager? I think that was probably all entities because I've got some more stuff coming up. In okay. Fun facts, Josh. Okay. But uh, I do know they had to ask for the permission to put Jamie Lee Curtis's name where it was put at. There was something that only Arnold could give the, the agreement goal. to. Yeah. And he personally agreed to that and was like, yeah, of course. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, back, back to the game. So part. I think maybe with him looking kind of goofy or a little bit more swole and, and chunked and than everybody else, I'm sure he's pro- uh, he had something in his contract where it makes him look make him way bigger out. than yeah. everybody make, else. Make him stand out more. And, and that could just be me imagining that. But if that's something they, they did with the movie, I couldn't imagine that he doesn't have something like that with the game. No. Uh, another thing that I thought was cool with the game is, uh, the enemies weren't 
I didn't think they were really overpowered. I mean, you get some tough enemies as you go around, but, uh, you know, they were adequately powered. Uh, you know, you're, you get basically had enemies that were wearing different shirts or dressed a little different. Use different guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, if you see a guy shooting a rocket launcher, you know if you're shooting him with a pistol, it's going to take a hot minute to yeah. kill him. If you got a shotgun, you get a couple of good shots automatically. So, I mean, I felt like the enemies was... You could tell what you needed to do to kill them. They weren't too overpowered. And then the next thing is they didn't respawn. Thank God. Yeah, you killed them, they they dead dead. Because there's no shortage of enemies in here. And if this was like some like no escape or something where these guys are just spawning over and over and over, oh dear God. This game would be unplayable. It would be unplayable. I think Dracula, did they have some respawn? I can't remember. They did. But, uh... Like, at least when you killed these guys, you know, because some of the the maps were pretty intricate in there. and Sometimes you had to kind of... Like maze, maze yeah, crawling. Yeah, it was kind of like Force Gumping my way through here yeah. a little bit. Uh, as where I think a true secret agent would know exactly where the hell he's going. I'm just running around like a dang chicken with my head cut off. Yeah. But at least I knew when I was in sections where enemies started populating. It's like, I know this is in an area I've not been, so well, maybe this is I mean, where I should find a key or something. Well, like I mean, that. that's the number one rule of any shooter game. Run to where you get shot at and you're in the right area. So my other thing is uh, for the pros for me, one of them is, I'm not going to lie, man, that shotgun that you use, mm-hmm. close range, Oh, it's a it's a delete button for your enemies. Like I love that gun with a passion. I I kind of lean more toward the submachine gun, uh, but uh, one thing that I tell you the best feeling though, regardless, is after you've been playing this for a minute, is you know when you have your shotgun. You know some of these guys are blasting once or twice. I mean later on, you know they get a little tougher. But to me, the most satisfying part, maybe this is why I was like more of a submachine gunner, was there was nothing better than just like squeezing off just and then letting off the button right when the enemy dies because yeah. like you kind of realize like say you knew what the enemies were you faced them all through this game yeah. so you knew it was blue. very satisfying to say oh that's enough and you let off and then it kills yeah well, and and that was nice yeah blue enemies i think took four or five shots which was really cool but the shotgun dude up close and personal hit it one hit, dead. Oh, it was so good. And I'm not going to lie. Another thing that was very satisfying, I don't know if you managed to pull it off, but did you get a multi-kill with the grenade? No, I wasn't much into the grenades. I, I wasn't either, but I had to test it out. And I got a multi-kill with a grenade. I'm not going to lie. That felt pretty good. I felt like the part where you're shooting somebody and you let off the button and you don't waste the ammo. Is like a bartender pouring the perfect drink. Yeah. They're not measuring it out. They're just flipping it up and mentally counting. Yeah. And it was just like, it was just like a slow-mo walk away. Yeah. Like, My drop, pulled. walk away. Yes. Uh, so as the game goes on, I do have to say probably the best stage out of, uh, I would argue it's the best stage. I could understand why you would say some of the other ones are better. I like the Harrier Jet scene. I do too. So I mean, I, do, basically, I was going to say that was by which, far, which was weird because I I beat up on Tom Slip about how they set themselves up as contra, and then all of a sudden it's a, a side scrolling vehicle right yeah. shooting up. That's the same thing this game did. It literally went into the last two or three levels. Uh, I mean, it was probably the technically last level, but like the seventh stage, and then all of a sudden 
you get the freaking Harrier jet that's blowing up the bridge and all that stuff in the movie. And that is by far like that. That's where the, I told you how much money they'd spent. I mean, it was a couple hundred thousand dollars to get these jets. Well, okay. So now, they're definitely showcasing it. Well, see, and here's in the, thing, the movie is that couple hundred thousand dollars for our younger viewers, if they are any. Now that couple hundred thousand dollars is more like a couple million dollars with inflation and everything like that. Well, I got some more on fun facts on the yes, money. Yes, I'm just killing this right My now. fun facts are more about the movie because this is, there wasn't a whole lot. I mean, the game, yeah. was, I'm not going to, like say the game said less with more. I'm not going to say the game was plain, but it knew what it was. Well, and also with the game, what I feel with it too, is it feels like, you know, games were only so big back then. You couldn't fit a masterpiece through every single level. And I, <laughs> I think the way they done it, I think they saved all that extra memory for that Harrier jet scene, that stage. Well, and I mean, it's, yeah, it's the same <laughs> as in the movie. With that money that they had spent, that was a showcase of the movie. So, so I feel like it would have been an abomination not to have it in the game. Whoa. But to actually not just... I figured, as I'm playing this game, it's going to give me a steal with them That's having all, the... But I actually get a flight. Now, it didn't really look... I mean... It, it didn't it, look like a Harrier It chase. looked like a plane. And, uh, <laughs> and and I thought that level was actually pretty easy because you kind of had... It felt like you had unlimited missiles. But it was still fun. Like yeah. It was like a scene on a bridge with the plane. And you're like... That part, I'm like, man, this is kind of like the movie. So, you know, there was you killed way more enemies than what was on that bridge. Apparently, that bridge must have been like 76 miles long in the game, yeah, because it we just kept on coming. But I did think the Harrier jet scene that that was pretty awesome. It, I felt, that stage was good because I mean, it would have been a letdown if you've watched the movie. Because I'm assuming this game had to come out after the movie. It seemed like it was a rush game, which. Was still good. Like I said, the movie came out in '94. This game came out in '94. I'm more curious as how close the release dates were. I so, didn't look at the actual dates of when it was released, but uh, with the similarities, I would imagine that this game didn't take a whole lot to do. I mean, the sprites look pretty simple. Uh, you know, they kind of robbed, like say that zombies ate my neighbors. I mean, there wasn't. There wasn't a whole lot of like groundbreaking animation they were putting in here, and there like wasn't. say, so I kind of felt the game was kind of plain. But I felt like if they got too fancy with it, it would have been really weird. That, that's the thing, and I'm curious is how fast they rushed this game because it's a tribute for them of how fast they rushed it is how well done this game was. I think that them getting fancy with it was putting that Harrier jet scene in there, and it was just it, that it worked. Yeah. Like I felt like if you would have got it was too just, cute with it in other ways. Yeah, it was just enough fancy for it to work. Okay, so, so I've got one, I've got one thing I'm just gonna save for the wrap up because it's more of a wrap up. I don't want to give it away, but uh, that's really what I got that makes the game. I say my other thing was that for me, I don't know that I played on an emulator. The controls were crisp to a point for me. The the controls, I would I'm not I wouldn't take, put that in a make it or break it part. No, I thought that the uh, switching guns button, and, and and it did give you an options menu where you could map your own buttons or at least change the layout. Yeah, I just went with the default layout, and so the shoot button, which I think was whatever the bottom one is B A whatever, uh, it was A and B was shoot, 
and change weapons. And then the X and Y was a dead button and then roll. Yeah. I felt like you should have had shoot and then roll. And then, then yeah. up above you. I agree with that. The- now, although I will say, even though it was kind of confusing, sometimes when you were, you know, mashing buttons and you kind of got a little out of control and you were changing weapons, it was easy to change weapons by mistake. But when you were trying to change weapons, it kind of made sense because it did highlight all the guns. Like it did. The, the heads up was pretty limited. It showed but you as you were mashing the change buttons, it showed what gun, grenade, landmine. You it were. showed you your ammo count, which was really nice too. Like I said, I like the head. I like the heads up display. I like the HUD personally. The only thing that I had with my controller is it was a little hard to aim diagonally. But of course, like I said, I was on an emulator. Well, we'll save that till we... And you're just hitting on all, all cylinders, Josh. I will save that until what breaks the game. Okay, so... Is, so do you have anything else you no, want to No, no, no. Say, to me, I, say, I put that in the controller's pot as a neutral. I said, I put the whole controller scheme as a neutral. It's not really a make it. It's not really a break it for me. I've got it in a break it for me. But So we're just going to use this to move on over into break it. Okay. So, I mean... I feel like the our make it is pretty small, but like it, it, it it's good. What, it so what, good. what they do good, they do really well. Uh, I will go ahead and tell you the first thing that I noticed that was god awful was the very first movie still. Like I had movie stills in the <laughs> break it category because the first one was so effing bad you couldn't even make it out as Arnold Schwarzenegger almost. The first one was so pixelated. Now this is nineteen ninety four. This looked like an MS-DOS, like, it, Amiga was putting this thing to shame. Now, the r- other movie stills, like, after that, were a lot better. And there was a few that was pixelated later on. But the first movie still that they put in there, I'm just sitting here thinking, good God, can you not give... This is the first stage. This is the first thing we see before we get gameplay. Can you not give me a better picture than this? Which... I'm sure in 94, you're probably like, whoa, look at that, you know. You mean you didn't like him crawling out of the ice-cold sewer water? I couldn't tell what it was. I just It could have been a damn Ninja Turtle for all I know. <laughs> it probably was. I mean, it was bad. That first still was so bad. It that, was it, pretty bad. And then, like I say, the rest of them weren't that bad. It, it definitely made me... Uh, I was relieved as the game went on that the rest of the stills Listen, it, like I said, in the break it section that what that first one was terrible but it does seem like they went oh the first one was pretty bad so let's try to up the ante just a little bit so and and the next one is probably just a me thing i thought there's way too damn many enemies in this game there was a lot of it there was a lot of enemies per stage and and some of the, and that kind of goes into the next thing is some of the game mechanics change through the game. And I'm like, can we not hold a little consistency? Like, okay, so in the first stage, you start out, you're at the dang dinner party. And I'll just go ahead and tell you, at first, I'm shooting everybody. I didn't know they were civilians. I these, didn't either. These, as I just say, they were some pretty shitty drawn civilians. They were the same color. Yes, they were. Like the bad guys at the very first stage that use a pistol were blue. And the waiters carrying around the platters were blue. I'm just saying, 
I'm sitting here thinking in a game when you see a hostage, you hear somebody that throwing their hands up going, don't shoot. And people will be like, well, that's not, that's just stereotype. But no, now that I'm thinking about it, you're at a dinner party. If somebody breaks out a freaking automatic weapon or a pistol and starts shooting, you're not going to keep running around with this damn drink. And you know what? I got into this one corner one time trying to shoot the dude and I couldn't shoot him because the damn waiter trapped me in the damn, by this, uh, effing shoot his ass I didn't just to, like, I had to kill him just yes. to be able to get through the game yes and I'm like <laughs> I'll go ahead and tell you that waiter was the most dedicated son of a bitch I've ever seen in my life <laughs> he deserved every tip he ever got and there better not be tip sharing with that he better got 100% of that yeah. and so so the first so <laughs> I did not enjoy the hostages even though I kind of learned to deal with it and so you're like oh this is a thing and, and in the most part I feel like in any of the 90's action movies or at least in Arnold movies, you're just not going through bla- blasting civilians, you know. I mean, maybe in today's movies. But then I'm like, okay, so you can kill three civilians a stage. That's really not a lot when no, you see as not. many enemies. Like, so if you get a dang shotgun or automatic weapon, you better keep a freaking muzzle on that thing because yeah. you can't just go spraying around. You're going to smoke a waitress over here. And that is the main, and that makes it, that that's honestly in the breakout section for me is to me it made it feel like you had to utilize the shotgun way more than you needed so you wouldn't accidentally hit civilians so so then i'm sitting there and i get into the second stage and i'm like okay don't kill civilians as you go through the game the civilians disappear yep it's like okay it's less and less okay so i'm like why did you give me a civilian stage that didn't really make sense when you like? I mean, it did it when you're playing the stage. You're like, okay, this is how this game goes. Oh no, it's not. And then halfway through the game, as I'm in the subway stage trying to figure out where to go, all of a sudden I accidentally shoot a wall and it starts glowing. It's like, oh, we're gonna start letting me interact with the map halfway through the freaking game. Yeah. It's like. Maybe you could have did that in the first stage, even or, like shooting through a table yeah. or a waiter's thing. So I'm like, at first you're telling me there's hostages, and then there's not. And then you're telling me, okay, well, you got to follow the path of this map. There's no interaction. There's no blowing up stuff. And then you get to the subway stage, and I've, I've walked all over the freaking map and can't figure it out. And it's like, oh, all of a sudden I can start blasting through walls. And so I felt that was very inconsistent. I think there should have been a... Tom Arnold quip there that says, hey, try to shoot the wall. You know what? That would have been all right. Oh, God, how are you going to get through here? You'd need a C4 to get through there or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Like, yes, that would have been fine. But Tom Arnold, Gibbs failed me at that He did. Point. Gibbs did fail. And so uh, with all that being said, uh, two things that go uh, hand in hand for me. <laughs> I will, this is probably the biggest breakup for me. Is Jesus? Are these levels way too long? They are extremely. These long. levels are huge for what this game is. And granted, for a SNES game, that's saying something. Yeah, and I mean, like I say, this isn't an RPG, but it kind of felt like it as you was going through the size of some of these levels. So, the two things that you would say: Why are you complaining about the game being too big? Well, number one. Uh, you had to find these keys, and man, if you do, you miss a key to get through a gate or whatever, sometimes you got to backtrack all the way to the start of that freaking like. It's, yeah, you got to backtrack a long ways. Yeah, and I mean, it's easy to say, well, maybe you should explore all your options. 
there's a lot of different routes in here. Like there's a stage that I was already stressing out when Tom Arnold's like, Hey, you got to blow up like 12 or 13 of these weapon crates. And it's like a freaking maze going no. through to blow all these things up. But at least he told you. Yes. Now, and I did appreciate that he's counting them down for you as you're doing it. But I already know at this point, it's like, dear God, make mental notes of which path I didn't go down because I know I'm going to have to go. Like yeah. you had to cover in most of these, you had to cover 100% of every one of these. Pull stages. out the notepad paper and do a rough, quick mapping of your area. And, type then, deal. and then even though the game was good about when you actually got to a spot, you hadn't been, the enemies would be there because they didn't respond. I felt like it would have been kind of nice if the enemy bodies would have stayed there. So you'd be like, oh, man, look at all these enemies. Like, instead of well, saying, oh, there's the nobody here, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure, I, I don't recognize, but I'm pretty sure I done blasted through here. If all the dead bodies were still sitting there as you shot the sprites. Been a nice reminder. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, well, I've already kicked crap out of this right Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I wasn't a big fan. I didn't even like the key situation. Uh, I can't remember. I think it was is when you were trying to... It, it was kind of like in these Chinese ruins when you were trying to get the uh, warhead codes. Yeah. Oh, I hated it. I think I had to get two different keys. There was like three different warhead codes. My thumb hurt like hell by the time I found all this. And I felt like I'd ran a damn marathon. Yeah. And, and it, even on the speed run, it'll kind of show. This game was way too long. Yeah. It was way too long. Like, we've played games that, you know, you could speed run in 20 minutes or less. And and this game, as I'm sitting here playing it, I'm like an hour and a half in, and I'm just, you know, burning through here. And uh, I was just like, man, this is not going to... I played it all in one setting, and I regretted doing that. No. Because it was... The, the game was way too long. See, with me, I had save states. So I played for like 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there. So... So it wasn't too terrible for me, but at the same time, again, I'm on an emulator, so I have that privilege to do save states. Now, I will tell you another one of the big breakets for me. I mean, I hated how big the stages were. Uh, and I mean, I'm not saying like a stage. I don't think there was a stage. If I had to guess for me, I didn't finish a stage in less than 10 or 15 minutes. Maybe that first stage was the quickest one. But even that, after you actually did the modem thing, and you had to escape. That was like that was the halfway point when you hit the modem. It seemed like. Yeah, I don't know. I beat the snow stage fairly quick. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you just roll down the hill? I just rolled down the hill. Found out that it was pointless to shoot everybody. Yeah, it was pretty pointless to shoot. You just roll, and apparently, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's ass or back or head is made of steel because a snowball wheel runs into you. It's dead. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which uh, another one of the things that was really bad I, the controls. The, the shooting was cool. The aiming mechanism was god-awful. It wasn't just the emulator for you. Uh, I will say that uh, I said that the, there was a dead button and then the dive. The dead button was actually the lock button. And the lock button did make it easier to, like, strafe. It locked your character into spot so you could, like, 
be pointing right and move down at the same time because you if you're not using the lock you have to shoot you push down and you start shooting you shoot down yeah you shoot down you pull a contra tactic so shooting anything in a diagonal was horrible it, it was hard i'm not and, that was the that was the worst and as you're shooting and your guy just randomly stops or whatever trying to shoot around you with the multiple enemies <laughs> If there was one thing that crippled this game was the aiming on it. I did not like the aiming, even though the lock, which I would still call strafe, was was good, made it playable. It was it was bad. Uh, for me, playing this game, it wasn't like, hey, here's an enemy, let me snipe him. Which in the first stage with hostages, it was more apparent. It was more like I'm running straight toward this enemy and where, like you said, how the shotgun was effective was the whole time I'm shooting an enemy, I'm running at him. Yeah. So it's like, oh, that's great. If my shotgun that's got five beads, you know, hits them, it's going to kill them immediately. But, you know, I felt like there could have been a little more finesse with the shooting. Now, the rolling, uh, you know, changing weapons, moving wasn't that bad, but trying to shoot. It was, was just the aiming concept. Yeah, I did it. not like the way they had the aiming. And that was a big one for me because I was just like, oh my God. And, you know, I think that's part of what hurt my thumb so much is trying to shoot these guys because they're shooting you just fine. And there was like different planes, even though you were on a plane shooting level with them, you would miss them. Yeah. And it was like, so I felt like. It brought the 3D, it brought depth into it as yeah, well. Yeah, and I, but I think they got maybe a little too cute with it per se. But uh, is there anything else you got on what breaks it, Josh? No, like I said, the only thing was that the movie spent all that money on the Harrier Jets. I figured that the Harrier Jet would look a little bit more Harrier Jet-ish. You wanted Harrier Jets? Yeah. Like dreadlocks or more military? More military. Okay, okay, got you. Uh, one thing I guess I'll throw in here that uh, kind of goes into with what breaks the game was a review of Next Generation Magazine. I know I saved this out, but you know they they kind of hit this on what the game is bad about. Now they gave it two out of five stars, and which I felt it's a little low. I I give it a solid three and a half. But they said that uh, they stated that the entire levels of this game get plain monotonous, and they're they're accurate that. on that. Yeah, it I is monotonous, that. like. You know, each level's kind of cool. And like I say, these levels, some of them seems like they're 15 minutes long for a normal person. And after about three minutes, you're like, okay, wash, rinse, repeat. I don't know. Yeah. And so that was a review. And that is another thing that the game was monotonous. But that's all I'm going to beat it up on right there. Uh, and you said there ain't anything else that you have for it? No, there's nothing else I can have. Let's... Uh, uh, the only other thing is they could actually use the steels a little bit more effectively, I think. You're correct. You're correct. So. All right. So here's where we're going to go to next, brother. We got the pricing. We got some fun facts about the movie, not the game. And then we got a speed run. <laughs> okay. What do you want first? Uh, let's go with fun facts. All right. So this puts in perspective. Uh, now, there, there was some a lot of stuff with this movie. But with it being said, you know, you, there's directors that are super famous you got actors that are super famous yeah this was a big deal and to kind of put that in perspective uh this movie cost 100 to 120 million dollars to produce at the time 
don't sound like a whole lot of money with some of these blockbusters. Now, some of them probably have CGI budgets that big. But to put it in perspective, True Lies was the first film with a production budget of over $100 million. So That makes sense. I mean, I would think when you're talking about some of these monster budget movies, another one that James Cameron did, like Titanic and all that, I'm sure it was probably over $100 million, But to say, hey, I'm going to make $100 million or, or we're going to... If somebody said, we're breaking the box office with now that I think of it, if we're going to break the box office with the new Expendables movie, we're going to spend more to make the movie on a new Expendables. You'd be like, why would you do that on an action movie? Yeah. But they're probably doing that with this new Fast and the Furious movie as well. So so at the same time, I guess that's a pretty big gamble. Like, I mean, there's a lot of money yeah. invested. Uh, I mean, the last one I could think of, because like you said, they had... Multiple big name actors, like you said, Tom Arnold is one of them, Arnold Schwarzenegger, all them. So there were some fairly decent sized actors in there. And the only thing that brings that more into perspective, like for audience nowadays, would be sort of like a Guardians of the Galaxy. Like I guarantee you, Guardians of the Galaxy's movie budget is over a hundred million dollars. Oh, yeah. Easy. Right. Well, you got to think out of that hundred, uh, hundred twenty million. Uh, when you start looking at the percentages, say it was three hundred thousand for a Harrier jet, that was just for like. A snippet of this movie. You're, yeah. What are the actors making? You know, now, like I say, 1994 money is a lot different than it is now. But here is another part. This one was probably the one that shocked me the most. True Lies was actually, so this movie, you know, we said it's a great movie, is actually an Oscar nominee. Really? The film's visual effects team were nominated for the Academy Award for their work in the film, but they lost. To what? A, a movie that nobody would argue why they lost. But this was the, the realm. This was what they were dabbling. Okay. They lost to Forrest Gump. And Tom Hanks won, like, you know, the actor of the year. He like, did win a lot. So, for like, Forrest, Forrest Gump. Gump is an iconic movie. Once in a generation movie. Yeah. You had an action movie for visual effects in there. Now, to be honest... The visual effects was probably better. And I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking about all the scenes in, in Forrest Gump. But that was the level. They shot their shot. They spent 100 120 million trying to make the best damn action movie that they did, they could. And I feel like you succeeded to get nominated for Oscars. I agree. But, how? okay, this is supposed to be for best visual effect. But you gotta think them Vietnam scenes in Forrest Gump was pretty good. Uh, there the, was the hurricane and the shrimp boat. I'll go ahead and tell you what nobody had ever seen before, and I can guarantee this is what won it for Forrest Gump was when he was at the White House and they had they had CGI'd him into the classic footage or the president. Yeah, nobody had ever seen that. Before. Yeah, okay. So I, when I he's get drinking that. that Dr Pepper, I, I I wouldn't argue it. You know, visually pleasing, probably True Lies, but probably, I, I, I get it. I, I get it too, but. Ah, so we're still rolling with some punches. I got more here. Uh, the film was the top rated, or, or the top earning R-rated new release in 1994, making $146.2 at the box office domestically. The film edged out speed for that honor, which only made $121 million with the U.S. release. Despite the fact that Speed was in theaters for an entire month longer than True Lies. So just with the release, you know, we're talking about 100, uh, 120 million to produce, 146 million. They probably broke even. They were probably making money 
off of uh, VHS. I Merchandise. Even, yeah, I'm, yeah, I don't even think you had DVDs at this time. No, you didn't. So you were. You had Laserdisc. Yeah, you did have a Laserdisc. Uh, so to, to talk about Forrest Gump also asserting their dominance over True Lies, True Lies was number one at the box office for just one week. When the film hit theaters in July, and then it was bumped from the top from Forrest Gump. Uh, so it was just bad timing on their part whenever they released it. Well, I would imagine, I don't know, action movie summertime. You know, everybody's bringing out the big guns for that. To be second place to Forrest Gump or for Forrest Gump, you know, yeah. there's no shame in that. Yeah, but that's one week, though. I mean, imagine if they would have waited, say... Well, well let, me, let me take that back. Forrest Gump was actually number one, and True Lies bumped it for one week. So Forrest Gump okay. was out before that. It bumped it for one week, and then Forrest Gump came back out. Okay, so see, I, I thought it was the other way around. I figured, uh, what if for, what, what if uh, True Lies would have waited, like, say, a month and then released it? Then I wonder if things would have changed by then. Like, I wonder if the Oscars would have changed and everything like that. But if Forrest Gump was already out and everything, then, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I've got two more, and this one's kind of an interesting because I, you know, I think a lot of this movie is about Arnold and his wife in this this movie. That's really what his wife, his kid, all that gets yeah. put in there. Uh, although Schwarzenegger was always the first choice to play Harry, Helen could have been someone quite different. The original cast they wanted was Jodie Foster, but she turned down the role because she had already signed the lead for Nell. And there was like a laundry list of people they wanted before Jamie Lee Curtis. I think, now, this is just from what I remember reading, I don't think Arnold wanted to work with her. I don't I, I don't know if he just, he, there wasn't, you know, anything there where he didn't think she was big enough. Uh, but either way, Arnold was not a fan of uh, Jamie Lee Curtis being the part. James Cameron said, trust me. And James Cameron actually fought for uh, Jamie, Jamie Lee, Lee Curtis. So that was kind of cool. That I, is. I, I don't think I'd, I don't like Jodie Foster. I don't think I would. I, enjoy, I mean, I just don't enjoy a lot of her movies. So. That's, I don't think I would enjoy True Lies. And then the most, the last one I saved was Tom Arnold because that's my favorite guy yeah. out of all of this. Is Tom Arnold initially thought he had no ch- chance at being cast in the movie. He knew he wasn't going to get cast in the movie, but he only decided to audition because he thought Cameron and Schwarzenegger. He was huge fans of him and he wanted to meet him. And then he ended up landing the role, <laughs> in which there are some uh, fun facts too of uh, Tom Arnold in the. I think it's toward the end of the movie when he's talking about his old lady, or it's at the start. I can't remember when his old lady's leaving. He's like, she's already she took the ice trays. Yeah. That is a, a tip of the hat because Roseanne actually took the ice trays yeah. during the divorce he yeah. was going through. So that part was pretty fun. I mean, I probably went way too long with some of the fun facts, but it was some interesting well, stuff. I mean, you got to give Tom, Tom Arnold some credit there because he done the exact same thing that the way people should be applying the jobs is, fuck it, let's see what they would say. I mean, just like we're fanboying over Arnold in this movie, Tom Arnold's like, Tom Arnold Schwarzenegger. Why yeah, did that just now yeah, hit me? Yeah. Why did it just hit me? That's like Brangelina or whatever Brangelina. it is. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, he wanted to meet some cool people. Yeah. Maybe he just wanted to do cocaine with them. I don't know. I mean, who knows? But next thing you know, he's getting paid for it. Uh, so, with all that being said, we're going to run through the... Uh, uh, there's one speed run for this game. 
and I think we're going to do the speed run, the pricing, and then we're going to knock out the uh, uh, ranking. There's one speed run, and it was a new guy. Okay, so it wasn't our Lay Hulk or nope. oh, uh, what was his name? <sighs> Something nuts. Yeah. I can't remember what his name was. This was PSX Freak 101. He's the only guy that's completed a speed run. Now, there was some speed runs on the Game Boy version, but he is that five years ago, he completed a speed run. And I think it says, when we talk about how long these levels are, I feel like it resonates because the speed run, and I don't think, I couldn't do it any quicker. He did it in 43 minutes and 44 seconds. Yeah, no, that's... I mean, you're moving, like, these levels are huge. Like, if you knew where all the keys were, it might be more palatable. But the game is pretty tough. I mean, the game is fun. But it's not easy By that point, you're doing a pacifist run, right? You're not fighting enemies. You're just... Rolling. Yeah, you're just rolling. Just ninja rolling left and right. Yeah. Now, I didn't watch the video of it, but I couldn't imagine that you're fighting enemies. No, you can't. No, there's no way. I mean, you have to fight certain enemies, I would assume. But no, overall... Like, Like in the subway, when you're... Or the mall, when you're fighting the toilets... Is the main enemy where the guys keep coming out of the toilets? So yeah, blow up the stalls. I did enjoy that. By the that way, was, I was like, was "This funny. is so stupid." That was, funny. but I enjoyed the hell out of it. But uh, so we're going to jump into pricing, then, brother. Okay. There's seventy nine cents between the average I seen on eBay and what price charting is saying. Seventy nine cent difference. Okay, I think that's the closest one we've had so far. Why do you think a loose copy of this is running? I'd say I say close to eight, because I feel like this thing was mass produced. I would. Well, you're talking about a big movie. That's and yeah. Again, typically, movie games suck. That's what I'm saying. And, and and then, but the game came out in '94. I go ahead and tell you, eight would have been exactly. I would have said five, ten bucks, eight bucks. I'm on board. No, it's uh more than that. It's more. Yes. Ah, uh, if you get within five dollars of it. Five. Two guesses. Two guesses. Uh, I'm going to say... I'll add 10 to it. I'm going to say 18. No. How much <laughs> is it? Okay. Well, Let, That's two guesses. I mean... Or, or he said I have a total of three guesses. Give me one more. One like more? a magic genie. A, a genie's <laughs> bottle. Uh... Let's go 25, 26, 26. Price, price charting had it at $45.79. Really? What I was looking at on eBay shipped was about $45. Yeah, the look on your wow. face says it all. Uh, well, on. okay. Is that a testament to this game being that good? Or is that a testament to... I think, yeah, I think it's to it being decent. And I think it's probably because the, I don't think it was mass produced because it was made so late in the life cycle. So I think it's a little bit of both. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Yeah. Uh, so a complete version of this, uh, price charting from what I've seen, for some reason, the Germans must love that love this game because it's I, Arnold. I, Why wouldn't they? Is Arnold. I don't even think he's German. He's, he's like Austrian. Austrian. Same thing, right? He's Austrian. They're close enough. Like, you know, Belgium, Germany, all that stuff. Right. <laughs> so, or maybe they just be huge Tom Arnold fans. The, uh, yeah, <laughs> the uh, complete version is about eight dollars different, but I only seen three of them that sold, and two of them were from Germany. 
so apparently they must have shipped them over there during the freaking war. I don't know what they did. Well, what war? Ninety fifth no, Desert Storm. <laughs> the, the, the Crimson Jihad. Hey, uh, fun fact. Fun fact too that I did forget to mention. It was they were actually going to do a True Lies too, but then the September eleventh attacks happened. And they scrapped it because basically Cameron said anything that has to do with terrorism isn't isn't fun. So that was a big deal. Yeah. So it was kind of like that movie was in the works. I do agree. They probably couldn't have made the first one after all that had happened. No. But uh, that did cause it to scrap. But anyways, back to uh, the complete version. If you're telling me that a loose copy is 45 damn dollars... I'm gonna say a hundred and fifty. You're close. Price charting has is at one eighty three fifty nine. Uh, I seen one that was domestically sold in the U.S. for ninety dollars. I'm guessing somebody threw it up there without looking at, or they might without, not. yeah, without checking it. There were two sold from Germany for one hundred and seventy five dollars with the shipping in. Now it was like one hundred and thirty, but there was like forty dollars shipping or something like that on it. Uh, so. Kind of a funny story. The new copy, there was only one new copy for sale on eBay that I've seen. And then uh, there was a price charting. I would go with price charting on this. What do you think a crisp, sealed copy of this runs? I'm going to say close to four seventy five. Pretty good guess. Pretty good guess. Price charting has it at five eighty seven. Now, there's one son of a bitch <laughs> that's got a graded version on WADA at 9.6. And he's got it listed at twenty one ninety five. Dear Jesus! Well, I don't know why you grade this game. I guess if you got it, why not? But apparently, I'd accidentally when I was looking, I accidentally saved or followed or was watching his auction. And uh, from the time I looked at it, like this morning until now, he had done sent me an offer out for about two grand. So I'm like, hey, I bet you'd love to sell that son of a bitch for two yeah, grand. Yeah, I bet. So uh, this dude's just like, hey, I'm going to throw a crazy number and see what happens. Yeah, fuck around now, find out. At the end of the day, at $45, if I gave you $24 or this game, which would you take, Josh? I'd probably take the game, honestly. I don't know. I mean, it would be tough for me. It's a toss-up, but I think I'd take the game. As a completionist, I don't have it, so I take the game. But if I had this game or I wasn't, you know, a completionist, I would say I'd take 20. I mean, to me, this is a $10 game. $10 and less, uh, I would spend that any day of the week. 100%. But then it's got my, my mind rattling. If you offered me $24 or the game, I'm going to think the game's worth a little bit more. Well, I mean, the, obviously the game's worth twice that, but. I just couldn't imagine spending $45 on this. Yeah, no, I ain't spending $45 on it. At $24, I feel like the only way I would spend $24 on it is if I had enjoyed the game as a kid and wanted to go back. Yeah. Now, ask me a year from now, do I want to spend $24 on it? Maybe. Right now, my thumb still hurts from playing this freaking game. (laughs) So, uh, that uh, wraps that up. So, we're going to go ahead and get down to the uh, whole ranking so, uh, going to do a quick rundown for Josh, going 1 through 13. I have Family Feud number 1, Super Putty number 2, Jeopardy Sports, Fatal Fury, Time Slip, Mr. Nuts, Dracula, Bram Stokers, Roger Clemens, No Escape, Dragon View, Kickley, Obidus, and the uh, god-awful 
Untouchables. Is it going to take Untouchables throne down on the bottom? No, it absolutely isn't. Where are you going to put True Lies at? I hate to say it. I mean, I don't hate to say it. I actually enjoy this game a lot. Like, I did have to use God mode to beat the game. Of course. Now, keep in mind, we agreed yesterday or, or last week on the Untouchables. Are we going to agree on ranking this week? This is. Let's just see what you got. I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. I'm going to. I mean. Looking at yours and looking at mine, ranking this dude's going on my Rushmore. He's number four. So you're saying that it is not as good as Jeopardy Sports, but better than Fatal Fury. Yes, because again, <laughs> Jeopardy Sports gives you the whole setup of multiple questions, multiple playthroughs. Well, I'll go ahead and tell you. Here's my ranking, and this is one thing I do agree is it does go between Jeopardy Sports and Fatal Fury. But I have Jeopardy Sports as my number one game. Mr. Nuts, Dragon View, Tom Slip, Family Feud, No Escape, Dracula, Super Putty, Fatal Fury at number nine. Uh, Kid Cleats, Obidus, Roger Clemens, and The Untouchables. So yes, for me, I agree. It goes between Jeopardy Sports and Fatal Fury. But yours was the number three and number four. That's my number one and number nine. And I feel pretty confident with it. Uh, I enjoyed the game. It's a fun game. Just put it out there. It is. Mine's going on Mount Rushmore too, brother. For a game, now I thought when we drew it that it was going to be a banger. And I wouldn't say that this is just, for what we've played, it is a banger. It is. I don't know that it's a top 100 game for me, but it is going on Mount Rushmore as number two above Mr. Nuts. I enjoyed True okay. Lies enough that... At least Jeopardy Sports, and I thought about it, Jeopardy Sports didn't make my thumb hurt playing. No. Uh, but it was better than Mr. Nuts, and I enjoyed Mr. Nuts. Uh, I think it's number two. It's it's definitely worth a play. It was good, like, after we picked the worst game that we, we agreed <laughs> upon that we played. This was a good palate to get, cleanser. To, to, yes. To get to play something that wasn't bad was nice. I agree. I said this was a good palate cleanser. And and I don't necessarily think even though we're fond for the game and we have all these tie-ins to it, even if you never seen the 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 movie and you just want to You would play have the game, fun. Yeah, you're going to have fun. It, like there is no when you complain about now I, like I said I don't think any of the enemies are overpowered, but when you complain that there's just too many enemies, which means you're just killing too many people, uh I guess that would be like saying, you know, there's too much action in a movie. Yeah. I so, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, it's uh, better than having too little. But yeah, uh, True Lies, it, it's at number two for no, me, number th uh, three for you, or number four, four. for you. Uh, True Lies is going to be on my Mount Rushmore for at least another two weeks. Yeah. Maybe one more week for you, you know. I'm sorry, I, it was really good. But it also brings me, I've been sitting here trying to think through it. You know, our biggest, one of our biggest complaints was the enemies in the stage one, they look similar to the waiters, right? Yeah. I'm trying to remember True Lies itself because it's been a good while since I watched it. Wasn't the enemies disguised as waiters? I think so. I would tell you, though, my favorite scene, and this is what I'll leave with, was in True Lies when they give him the truth serum and they're trying to get him to give him information. And they're like, they said, what are you going to do? Because he's like, I'm going to get out of here. I can't remember what he says, but basically the bad guys give him truth serum. He's like, what are you going to do? And he's like, 
I'm going to break loose from my restraints. I'm going to grab that knife and kill you and then kill this guy and kill that guy. And they all start laughing. And then he breaks yeah, loose and does it. He like, does, he's not lying. Yeah, he does it step by step. And which I was like, really cool. It, yeah. was, it, was a really, it was a real good flex. That that was like, yes, that is Arnold. That is fine yeah, right there. I agree with that. All right, so I ain't got nothing left uh, for the game, do you? Nope, I do not. Good game. I think you should play it. Definitely should watch the movie. I agree. Movie's really good. Like I said, I say stick with it. If you haven't watched it, it's a solid choice. And then, like I said, the game was a great game to play. Ah, well, I guess we're going to see what we got for uh, week number 15. Yep. Let's see what we get. Peace out.